1: Uh, Virtual health coaching sessions and corporate wellness programs, all the information at highfivehealthandfitness.com.
0: It is Christine Conte. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian.
1: What's up? You got you some going? spring. You got some spring in you. Apparently, when boing. I, when
0: I move my microphone, it sounds like I'm like boing. Yeah, boing. Every which, once
1: in a while, these things are like spring-loaded mic arms. Apparently, and uh, sometimes you hit it the right way, it makes a nice little sound.
0: I was just thinking, spring-loaded, like our guest that you're going to hear about today. That's who's right. Freaking, like, got some sort of spring-loaded legs. We do
1: talk about boing, boing, boing.
0: Wow, wow. Oh, we're going to love this. Not only are we in the midst of like a, like a blizzard as I'm looking out the windows, which is going to be great. Brian's going to go out and run in it later. Um, but our guest today, who we actually had a chance to talk with about a month ago, he's so awesome. Aaron Yoder. What do you think, Brian?
1: I love it. I love everything that he's doing. So, I mean, this is a great conversation for, yeah. for us as, as as endurance athletes and as, you know, as runners, um, you know, talking to Aaron. Aaron is a seven-time world champion. Six, has set six world records. Including three Guinness Book of World Records. Mm-hmm. Four, Christine.
0: Backwards running. Oh, you heard it right.
1: Yeah. AKA retro running, he says it retro. is. But I like, I like backwards running. This is fantastic. He, he, I mean, there's actual competitions, you know. So they have world championships. He's in Germany and Italy, and you know, every you know two you know two mm-hmm. years, just like uh, the traditional forward running world championships, right? right. Uh, and and he is world class, and he is a fun guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get into a lot of everything how he got started the training what's it consist of what's he doing now he's a you know a former uh you know forward runner that was he's you pretty know, decorated yeah, let's put it that absolutely. way absolutely state champion in kansas in high school and went on to run in college and he's a, a you know he's a coach now at the collegiate level uh and and a professor and a give sermons give sermons he's and like, yeah no this is the real deal right here um just a really really lovely dude to talk to about just about anything mm-hmm. um and we get the we get the whole scoop we get the story we get what it's all about we get why you know this all came up and uh you know of course like like any good story like you know the, the it's from
0: getting knocked down a whole bunch Getting knocked
1: down and it's led by adversity and some pain and uh you know and and uh, you know literally and figuratively mm-hmm. uh pain and he um you know comes out shining you guys are going to love this yeah
0: He's pretty. He talks about you know, kind of imposter syndrome and and whatnot. And he everything about what he's doing and you know, being an idea or these this attitude of serving others. I mean, he walks the walk, and you are going to be inspired by Aaron Yoder, and you're also going to be in a little bit of disbelief if you know for our runners out there when he talks about some of the times that he ran forward, and then also talks about some of the times that he runs backwards. Um, You're going to want to go out and try running backwards and see how it feels after you hear what Aaron has to say.
1: It's like the old thing, like man, I could beat you running backwards. He can do that. <laughs> yes, he can really he can. do that, and It doesn't really matter how fast you are. I told a-
0: him we're taking him to Vegas. <laughs> we're gonna do some side hustle. Like, hey, my, see that guy over there? Right. Like he could beat you backwards.
1: Check the show notes. I'm gonna put a link in there to uh, to the <gasps> to watch. Yeah, to the, his film, uh, the film of his uh, of mile on the road, straight shot, Kansas road. Uh, backwards mile world record Guinness book and uh, pretty amazing stuff. Um, listen this is just a fantastic uh, episode uh, you guys are really going to love Aaron and his spirit and everything you're doing it's going to blow your mind so please listen up to Fit Crazy in a Microphone podcast here we go <laughs>
0: Christine Conti and I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies and the microphone. We are where it's at. Aaron Yoder, <laughs> do not tell Brian and encourage him about his handlebar mustache that's currently being <laughs> rocked
2: right now.
1: This thing is live uh, and in full effect.
0: Aaron, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, thank you for having me. I'm super <laughs> excited to be here. It's a uh, it's a great honor. So thank you. All you're right. You're so welcome.
0: before we get into your handlebar mustache <laughs> and all this other chaos that's happening, um. What's awesome is that Brian and I had a chance to talk with Aaron. Um, it's great because we already know you. We know your story. We're gonna have to recap a couple things for the two fit crazies and a microphone listeners around the world. Um, but we had a great time talking with you, yeah. and you definitely oh, yeah. fit in with the uh, with the crazies. So we got three fit crazies here today.
2: Yeah, three fit
1: crazies. And um, one of, I, one of us is holding some records. That's how fit yeah. and crazy.
0: Right. One's got crazy to, records. One's got a handlebar mustache and the other <laughs> one's got like world
2: records. Okay. Christine's got quite the resume. I see that at the tail end of her email. So I'm like, wow, that's quite the rap. Oh, it
1: goes on and on and on.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Impressive.
0: Uh, it's life. Life resume. You know. She's
1: got a scribe that follows her around oh, sh- that actually.
2: <laughs> Please, <laughs> can we unwind it? Yeah, yes, it just
1: writes all of all of the things that she's into.
2: The resume is just like honors and awards, nothing else, just honors and awards. That's, and she summons the big.
1: scribe. Scribe, take dictation.
2: Oh, oh, scribe, stop. <laughs> oh, stop it! <laughs> hey, here, stop it! Stop it! <laughs> right, <okay>. Stop
0: <laughs> it. Please, stop! <laughs> Keep it coming. <laughs> Oh man. Okay, so um yep. Uh we I had to hit play. We had to hit play. I said we're not talking anymore It's record, But all right. Rec- whatever. <laughs> we're going. We're live. We're here. Seriously. We're it. It's it's on. <laughs> Life is crazy. So, um Yes, Brian has a handlebar mustache, and Aaron yeah. was like, "Oh, that's so awesome!" And I'm like, "Okay, we need to stop encouraging us." I'm doing us some I'm doing go. some
1: crazy running stuff right now that required mm-hmm. a sweet mustache.
2: Very, very necessary. <laughs> you very know,
1: necessary. it's like I had to. You know, you can't spell Prendergast without pre. So I went prefontaine fontaine oh uh, with, the, with the mustache. We need to get uh, and, the button chops. Yeah, button chops well, I'm kind of there. I got some headphones on. I'm okay. kind of right. there. All right. But I, uh, you know, and then <laughs> and then it was like I, I wasn't quite working the short one. It, it'll go in, in stages. I'm handlebar right now, but I'll trim it up and, I'll, and then once it'll Good. just be like straight up like, you know, tombstone style mustache, right?
2: We know about, yeah, yeah, exactly. Dodge
0: city, right baby?
2: Dodge city, Kansas, baby.
0: (laughs) You're totally (laughs) messing up all of our marketing materials. I have to say, there's no handlebar mustache (laughs) in any of our marketing. And the reality is that it's, it's, it's a,
1: terrible game of chicken that's being played between my wife and I. It's the mustache versus me staying in the house. It's like, what's going to go first, <laughs> me or the mustache? Yeah, and yeah. It's a yeah. game that no one is winning right now.
2: <laughs> Nobody's
1: <laughs> winning. <laughs> it's
2: a game of a lot of losers. It's, so. it's, it's that's why win. you're running
0: so much to get all that you know pent-up lose, energy. Lose. Oh, my gosh. So, Aaron Yoder, let's yeah. talk about what – the heck you do, because we got to meet you at yeah. a amazing a little event. We have a mutual, you know, crazy um, Joel Madelon um, did a it Run summit, and yeah. just so happened to know you, and was like, "Hey, you got to talk to this guy and this and that." And I'm like, "Wow, he's awesome!" And um, you. you do, you have done some pretty freaking amazing things. So for our listeners out there. Whoever thought that you could not go backwards <laughs> into the future and mm-hmm. get fit in a different type of way? Yeah, <sighs> wait to hear this. So, Aaron, what's what's your thing? I know that you're you're kind of into like running, but like, what's what's the what, what makes it what's special? What's the hook? Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, it's it's a kind of a jack of many trades, but I, I think I found one that suits me well. And that's uh, backwards running. So I guess the technical term would be retro running, uh, just kind of an alternative way of exercising. And I guess we'll get to the story too, but that's kind of my thing is uh, taking the, the backwards route in terms of going forward in life. So I've definitely found that to be a great analogy, but also kind of a little life, life motto for me as well. So.
1: So, so, and you're fairly successful at it, we could say, right? You are the world champion?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I guess I tell people it's like, yeah, with the world titles and world championships, it's like, well, I'm the only one that does it. So (laughs) there's actually two people that do it. No, I mean, it's kind of a limited uh, limited scope, but yeah, I've uh, won seven world championships and uh, set six world records, and three of those being Guinness Book of World Records records records.
0: All right, we have to get into this before again. Brian and I talked to you about this before but our listeners need to know you don't just wake up and be like hey I'm gonna run backwards like the it's like I'm gonna drive backwards no no (laughs) um we're always taught you know you go forward you move forward this is the way you do it what all right so tell our listeners how this happened how did it start
2: yeah you know it's one of those things where you know, we kind of discover these uh, abilities and gifts along along the ride of life. Um, but even as a kid, I think just being into art and kind of having a creative imagination, you know, I, I kind of did just wake up one day and with this treadmill that I had bought to get in shape for other sports, you know, I, I simply just had this idea, like, well, it's not going fast enough for me to get a good workout in, so I'm going to run backwards. So I did start training as a kid. Uh, doing backwards running, but certainly wasn't thinking of that being some sort of endeavor like to set records. I don't even know if when I did it, there were records, but um, as life hits, which it hits us in all different, you know, angles, kind of came back to that uh, later on in life uh, due to some injuries and just a lot of other discouragement and kind of just some depression in life. And just, I was just so overwhelmed with a lot of other things that were going on. And kind of just made that switch. I mean, it started with an attitude switch of just like turning situations around. And, and then I added that to the, the physical side and the um, um, literal side of turning it around to, <laughs> to start training backwards. So that's, I guess we can get more into the story, but that's kind of how it started as a kid.
1: And, and you know, you're out. track athlete to begin with, right? Track and distance running. Sure. Right. Ran in college as well.
2: I did and had I some did. I high probably, ambitions
1: yep. and, uh, you know, and, and you were laying down some times that uh, just about anyone on the planet would be uh, would love to have, uh, you know, as far as running, uh, you know, forward uh, in course, <laughs> the yeah. way the, in the traditional way. Um, so so tell us that you're a high school athlete. Uh, you know, where did it go from there?
2: Yeah, sure. So a uh, little bit more of a background. My dad was a college athlete. He ran cross country and track at uh, Emporia State was, you know, very good in his own right. Uh, my mom was a, a great runner as well. She kind of hit the Wichita running circuit um, once they were married, and she was solid. I mean, she was like eighteen thirty in the five k, five thirty in the mile. Super solid. My dad was actually he was in Runners World once. He he made the uh, the, the backside of it with some uh, big big race that he was top three in. So my dad was was great. All my brothers, we all ran. My parents started the Peabody Track Club, so I was doing USA AAU track. So even as a kid, I was going to nationals. Um, middle school was setting records. I, seventh grade, I ran 458 in the, in the 1600. And then in the high school, I set some records um, cross country. And then I was a state champion in the mile, kind of opened the door to have a scholarship at Fort Hayes State University, where my older brother was already there. And he was a state champion in long jump. He was a decathlete. My twin brother was a phenomenal runner. Uh, we went to Fort Hayes together. My younger brother was a phenomenal football player and did track as well. And uh, he ended up going to Fort Hayes too. So certainly like running, kind of runs in the family. It's kind of in the blood as to say. Um, but I guess I found a little bit different avenue to do what maybe more I was designed to do and through injuries and and some a lot of discouragement, a lot of losing, I was able to to make that switch over to what I really was meant to do.
1: What was that mile time? State champion, sixteen hundred. What did you win? What was the time?
2: Uh, yeah, that was uh, you know, it was a really windy day, so it was kind of it wasn't that fast of a time, but I actually broke the school record. I ran four thirty two. All right, but I ran four oh eight um, in the summertime at um, uh, an AAU regional meet <laughs> in the fifteen hundred. In the fifteen hundred, got So I mean, I was probably around a four twenty six or so. Yeah, baller. Twenty
1: seven. He's a baller.
2: Okay. I'm a, you know, I'm a, and I play basketball too. I, I was two, two uh, state uh, third place teams in basketball, so I do ball as well. All right, I wrestle too. So
1: we, you know, we're junkies for numbers. So uh, we'll get into some of uh, these backwards numbers in a little bit. But you know, I got I got to get a feel for what we got going here. And uh yeah, let's get a feel. so so uh, you know, you mentioned you go through college. You know, you you, you know, you had some injuries. Maybe um, what actually sure. led to the backwards running.
2: Yeah, I mean, it really did. It started in college. Um, you know, it's having some success. Um, but then I was just having this knee issue. And I, I don't know, I think a lot of it stemmed from doing other sports in high school, some hyperextensions of my knee and having really bad Oshkid slaughters and had horrible patellar tendonitis, just kind of pushed through. And I, you know, it must have twisted it in a weird way, but. I uh, had this injury, went to the doctor, and torn my I tore my meniscus, so they went and repaired and removed. Came back, and, and things seemed to be fine. I mean, I was hitting all my PRs. I was back into the, running the 100-mile weeks um, and kind of you know at the grindstone, as to say. But then it really was post-collegiate. I was, at that point, having the success that I thought was, you know, I was on track to at least qualify for the Olympic trials, because I'd ran 404 and a mile on the roads, and I was at that point, I was really in pain. I mean, I was even despite, you know, Hey, I was running good times, but you know, as all runners, you kind of just training through a lot of injuries and, you know, as, as a product of a lot of other things going on in life, a lot of other kind of losses that I was going through. Um, and also this doctor that did the surgery, I w- I went back because I was having so many problems and he said, well, if you want to have a knee replacement before you're 30, I'd suggest you not run anymore. Hmm. And you have massive arthritis, you have bone dysmorphing. and I was already having like severe sciatica and all these problems. I mean, I mean, it was really scary. I mean, I was thinking, man, if this is the end, it's like, I'm only 24 years old and this is the end of the, end of the road for me. But as every runner does, I kept on training, but it finally got to the point where like I was having a hard time like walking and really I was just like, I can't train anymore. I, just made that switch that very day. But it's kind of like interesting because in life, you know, when you get hit from so many different directions, had some family members pass away, a close friend of mine pass away. Our school is under probation. I was already head cross country. I was named head track and field. I was staff Senate president with a lot of people getting fired. And (laughs) I was going through a terrible breakup. I think that was the worst part of it all. And just doing so many things, teaching so many classes, I was so overwhelmed. I don't even know how I did it. But on that particular day, I was out at Coronado Heights. And I just remember just kind of hearing this voice to say, hey, you know, just turn it around. And that's kind of the genesis of it where I decided to exclusively train backwards. So,
0: I am always in awe of the I just had this moment or I just listened to something or I received this signal. It's like, you know. Once you, I was listening to something the other day about how it's just so amazing when you either meet people that have listened to their calling or that have, you know, have, have have woken up, you know, it's like, this is your thing. Here it is. And you may have had it your entire life, but you had to go through X, Y, and Z to really open your eyes. And it's fascinating because, you know, your life you know, you were a talented athlete. You are a talented athlete, but in a different way. And, you know, you're meant for greatness. You're meant to be an inspiration. And it's interesting how, you know, it was, it started one way, but that wasn't your way. Yeah. Now it's, it's something else. And you were open to it and you said, all right, well, you know what? I'm running as a part of me. I love this. This has always been in my family. Like you said, your mom, your dad, you know, your siblings and, you weren't going to give that up. And that was where you kind of stood up and said, all right, well, if forward is not going to be my jam anymore, then, you know, this is, then here's what we're going to do. We're going to make, you know, we're making lemon martinis out of lemonade again is what I call it. Um, And, and here's what we do. And that's, that's what's so awesome that, you know, I do not tolerate the poor me attitude. It's the, here's what I did.
2: Yeah, certainly. And I, you know, it's, kind of an extension to everything you said and also my faith too. I feel like that voice was just God kind of telling me, Hey, just turn it around. And it's like, it starts with the attitude and it starts with the change of like the dream, the forward dream died that day. And, you know, I had a little funeral up there and had closure with that and moving into the new journey. I felt as if like the, the bow and arrow, like it was being stretched so far, But I felt like there's like I could almost feel like the ground just vibrating, like the whole earth is just waiting for this arrow to be launched. And the tension is building. It's like, you know, you go any farther and the thing's going to break. So do you want to take flight or do you want to be sitting there without a bow? So I felt as if, you know, that was that was a calling and it's tough. But at the same time, life is about loss. And as Benjamin Franklin said, you know, a man is wealthy in terms of what he can let go of and so i feel like that was kind of a turning point where it's like you can let go of things and it only allows you to start swimming you know it was like a big boat anchor that i was holding on to and i held on to it for as long as i could and then i rode the donkey till it died and now (laughs) it's it's you know it's time for for bigger and better things because even in 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 my in my conception of what i thought i could do in forward run even if i was completely healthy maybe break in four minutes that wouldn't probably even qualify me for the right. Olympic trials. Whereas something else I could do, I could be a world champion, a world record holder, travel around the world, and be on all these news reels. That you know, I you know do desire to have that platform. So why not take something that's going to be greater? But it takes a, a, a just a step of faith to say, okay, I can let go of this because I'm willing to invest into something that I know I can do, not something that I can't do, anyways.
1: I I love it. We got we got the boat, the anchor, we got the bow, we got we got, ben, we got the Benny don- we got Benny Frank ben and the yeah, donkey. No, the donkey yeah. we I ha have, I
0: <laughs> haven't heard that one enough. rowed I yeah. rode the donkey till it died. <laughs> it <was> dead. Yeah. <laughs> so dead.
2: So just put it this way. I went down with the ship and it's like that's fine because I know how to swim, and if not, I'll learn. <laughs> there
0: you go, Brian and I. We've both been, we've both gone down the ship a couple times. I think.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, I've been stepped on by the donkey. And,
0: <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs>
1: please, <laughs> please, <laughs> please,
0: Jack, you keep my hand. I'm going to float yeah. on this boat door in the
2: Titanic. <laughs> keep my <a> strong hand. <laughs> yeah,
1: keep
0: <a>
2: strong hand. <laughs> so,
1: so when did you when did you figure out that? running backwards was a thing i mean you knew that you were good at it but but you know is when did you know that there was a scene for it or there was even you know competition or events and and you know it was on the it was something that you could actually do and compete in
2: yeah brian that's a that's a great question uh you know even like when i was started out doing the backwards thing as i i want to say it was like, i can't even really remember i want to say it was like middle school when i had this treadmill that i was training on but I knew because I always read the Guinness Book of World Records. My mom said I always had the book up in my up in my room, and I think at that time there was an American that had some records. I mean, they didn't seem like they were necessarily that fast, and I don't at that point they weren't they didn't have world championships, and there was only one or two records. But once I did make that switch post collegiate, you know, I started doing a little bit of research, and I was like, wow, like I'm a miler, and they have a Guinness Book of World Records mile record. And then I did a little bit more research and started just, you know, Googling backwards running. And I found this, um, well, I found out they had world championships, so I started preparing for that. But I, one of my, he's a good friend of mine. He's from Ireland. He's a world champion. Uh, he kind of looks like Hugh Jackman. His name is uh, Garrett Doherty. And he's like, my, he's my backwards coach, kind of my inspiration. And he really helped coach me up and inspire me. And I think from the stories he told me, he's like, man, this guy from, kid from kansas was saying he wants to do this backwards running and he was telling me all his times and i thought he was so full of crap and so he kind of encouraged me to do the world championships and when we finally met and he saw me compete and i actually competed against him you know, he knew that he knew this kid that he was coaching was for real and uh, i think that was kind of the starting point just on that day when i made the switch (coughs) excuse me um I started just doing more research on who, who is, who are good backwards runners? What are the records? Um, found out that there was world championships. And so then I knew it was like kind of a thing. And at that point, I think they had had like four or five world championships. So it hadn't just begun. It had been going for a while. So that was kind of a, a real cool discovery moment. So,
0: What is training like? Because I know how to run forward. And since we last spoke, every time i'll run i'll do i actually do some training in my um i run down I've, i live on this big mm-hmm. hill on the like my right uh, let's just say my driveway is like a, a slope and i'll slope. run down it and then i'll run backwards up it or i'll go yeah. backwards down it and forward up it and it's part of some of the like the interval training that i do and nice. every time since we last spoke i'm like oh my gosh I think of you every time I run backwards yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> how does – I don't – I'm like, how does he do it? It, it like fascinates me mm. that you go that fast because I'm like looking over my shoulder. I'm like, should I look this way? Should I just look straight? What's better? So what's training like?
2: Uh, I mean I've been asked that a lot. I mean I would take any sort of training principle, obviously being a, a coach and designing my own training – certainly having coaches, but, um, training is very similar to, I would say how like a 400 meter, or like a 600 meter athlete would train. So a lot of my training is, is designed around speed work and weightlifting, but in, in the sense of running backwards, I incorporate a lot of different modalities, whether that be out running in the country, if I'm doing longer intervals, um, do I do hill training, like backwards, uphill, uh, intervals. I'll do Uh, backwards, downhill intervals. Um, I do track work, speed work on on our track, which is right beside our weight room. And then I would say a majority of the training I do is on a treadmill. And uh, it's nice having the treadmills that are like right outside my office, basically. But it's kind of funny because we have like four treadmills and they're positioned right in front of a white wall. But behind them are the ellipticals and there's mirrors. So when I'm running backwards, I can kind of watch myself you know, run in terms of form and the treadmills are big enough where I don't necessarily have to worry about falling off. But, um, in terms of training principles, everything's really the same. I'm doing speed work. I'm doing VO two work. I'm doing long runs. I'm doing hill training, uh, track work, treadmill work. Um, but I think one of the hard things is like trying to find like, you know, training partners. So the treadmill's great because I can just set it and there's no way to, you know turn around and change (laughs) so it's kind of like that's the pressure i put on myself so i can kind of like get to a point where i'm really struggling i can kind of just jump off the side or grab grab the planks i can't just adjust the speed so a lot of what i do is on the treadmill that way it's kind of like my training partner so i don't look back though that's the thing
1: what's uh, what's the long run like what's the distance and things uh what are you shooting for there
2: Yeah. You know, and like, if you kind of look at like, I know it sounds weird, but if you're kind of looking at like a 400, 600 meter uh, training, it's like a lot of times if I'm doing like a long run, you know, it might be like, I'm going to go do a timed mile. So like a mile might be a long run. right, right. But as I did the last uh, world championships in Italy in 2018, I did all the track stuff on Friday and Saturday. And then you could jump into the half or the full marathon. So I did the full marathon backwards and <laughs> which is it's kind of a crazy story because even leading up to that, I think the longest amount of time I spent just running continually backwards continuously was maybe I did like a two thousand meter interval. Right. But I knew since I trained so extensively on like I'll do drills backwards and speed work and I can just tell like my form is so much better than all the runners I run against because I actually train that technically. So I was like I can do it because I know if I just keep form for oh, four or five hours, which it was actually (laughs) over six, I'll be fine. And quite honestly, I was fine. I mean, the only thing that was really cramping up was like my forearms. But um, I really wasn't even that sore. I mean, I just know I just kept form and stayed nice and tall. So a long run, maybe 2,000 meters uh, at the longest. But um, there has been times where I've done, you know, four-mile runs on the treadmill at a pretty good clip. But for the most part, you know, I'm talking about like a mile would be kind of a long run for me.
1: So, so the day after a marathon, my quads get sore. Like walking up and down the stairs is a, you know, is is sometimes an issue. What's uh, is it the is it the opposite? Do your glutes and hams yeah. gets, uh get sore? Uh, you know, yeah. after something like that.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. A lot of people ask me, like, man, your calves must have been so sore. But it was kind of an interesting story. You know, as I got done with all the track events and was pretty pumped up about that, I got like an hour of sleep, and I just remember getting up at four in the morning drinking some really strong coffee, and then I had to walk like two and a half miles to the course, did the backwards marathon with a little bit of warming up, and then walked back another two and a half miles, and we're in Italy, and so then the very next, like that day, we were leaving to go to Rome, and so when we went to Rome for the next week, I mean, we were walking like 12, 13 miles a day, but I really wasn't sore. I mean, honestly, the only thing that was really sore was kind of my, um, like, my lower back But I, yeah, my legs weren't really that sore, which is kind of interesting. I don't know. I'm just, I'm so curious as to, as hip mobility, you know, are
0: your hips super flexible? Do you, you know, do you have, do you feel that, you know, you have to add, you know, a lot of extra stretching or yoga or, you know, we always tell people
2: you're running forward.
1: Or or even with the strength, like is there something you have to develop going backwards as opposed to forwards?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think a lot of it stems from just, like, it's such a core activity. So, like, when I'm lifting, I lift, like, really, really heavy. Um But I wouldn't necessarily say that there's any more additional stretching. Like, I definitely do hip flexors because that's some of your prime movers when you're running backwards. But, um no, I mean, I honestly, I've, I train just about exactly how I would have trained with a little less volume as, like, going for a mile so no I mean I and I don't I'm not a real big believer in yoga just because you know I'm trying to get as strong as possible and don't want to like overstretch but the thing is you really don't need to do a lot of additional stretching because with backwards running by nature your stride length is a little shorter and you want those muscles that aren't like quite as strong to be as tight as possible so your just range of motion for your general stride isn't as long so actually being a little bit more tightly wound is probably a little bit better. And you don't really need that much additional hip mobility because like when, when you're running forward, if you're reaching out in front and you're overstriding, the same is true for backwards running. I see this a lot at the world championships. People are trying to reach so far back behind and kind of pull through the ground where I'm just like kicking forward and then putting that foot right up underneath my hips and then kicking again. So I'm not really overstriding. So it's not like you need a, a, a wide range of motion for backwards running and just understanding that from the forward sense, I kind of took that into the backwards running mechanical side of training.
1: Yeah. It's the same thing. It's where your foot's hitting and and it's, you know, it's, hitting. it's push, 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 push. That's right. Every, That's every right. runner I've ever known that has done yoga, like to, it has gotten hurt. Their muscles get so yeah, long maybe. and yeah, yeah. I mean, just about everything. Um, but yeah, I get I get what you're saying. You want to have that torque. You want to have that spring and that, torque, that yeah. boing um for, <laughs> for <laughs> Boing Boing. <laughs> that's what I say. When the kids are taking off. Boing, 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 here we go. Uh, you know, so like it's just it's um it makes it makes sense to me. I mean it's no different than forward running, really. It's just uh you know, yeah. it's kinda where you want it, you know. Obviously no heel striking, right? Uh <laughs> oh, no,
2: no, and that's yeah, that's the thing. Is like, you know, even when I'm i I'm still land I'm still landing four foot, so even all these nice like Nike shoes and spikes, it's like I'm still running four foot, so I'm getting all the benefits of those shoes and not trying to go heel because that's gonna slow you down. So four foot running right up underneath your hips. And actually another interesting story, like uh with Kansas City Chiefs, you know, obviously winning the Super Bowl last year and probably gotta mention that. They're on the Kansas side by the way. No, they're the <laughs> all right, when they're all right. doing good, they're on the Kansas side, but um You know, one of the great uh, receivers, Tyree Kill, super fast guy. I mean, he was Olympic caliber sprinter. And he went to a school in Kansas, Garden City Community College. And I got to watch him run track. And we were at this little rinky-dink meet out in Kansas with just a bunch of small schools. And he's out there running 9.98. right? And the guy did not even warm up. I mean, he just got into the blocks. He's so tightly wound. Truly designed for sprinting and running fast, and that's kind of like one of those, another one of those cues in really fast sprinters. They're really hard to stretch out because they're so tight, and that's that gives them that kind of boing yeah. effect when they're running. So I try to do the same thing with backwards running, just kind of be tightly wound, lift really heavy, do the speed work, do the hill work, so I kind of have that spring in my step.
1: He's a special athlete, and you see it on the field. He look; it's a different speed for him. Special uh, athlete, yeah, yeah, no doubt about it.
0: So tell us now, going forward, what are some really cool things That's a now? Pun? Is that
1: supposed to be that, funny, going forward? Yeah, going forward. Yeah, going going forward
0: back. backwards. <laughs> yeah, Going forward backwards. There it is. Yeah. Um, what are some cool things, you know, that have happened? Because your life is, you know, you've, you've had some interesting opportunities and you said travel. So yeah. give us a little insight of some uh, some of the cool experiences.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's really, you know, allowed me to, kind of broaden my horizons. And even I would say, you know, the international travel has been really awesome. Like uh, the first world championships was at um, Germany. So we had a friend out there that came out and watched. And then we spent after the championships, we spent a week in Berlin and that was the first time our family even traveled international. So my twin brother came, my parents, and we had this friend. That was really cool. Great experience. Um, falling up with the next world championships two years later in Italy um, we got to go to uh, Rome for a week. I uh, got to see the Vatican and the uh, Sistina Ciappella. <laughs> As you're going through the uh, Vatican Museum, you just keep on seeing this sign, Sistina Chapel, and, and it's like the last thing you see. That was amazing. We got to see the Colosseum, which my favorite movie is Gladiator. So it's kind of interesting, you know, the kind of the battles we, we face in life. It can lead you, you know, all roads lead back to Rome. And it was like, I'm sitting here in the Colosseum, You know, my favorite movie, Gladiator, and just thinking about the story. Um, Another really cool one, uh, last year I was able to go to um, Croatia to this private island because they wanted me to do some workshops on backwards running. And so I got to be out on this private island for a week, and they paid for everything. And that was a really, really cool experience. Um, Another really cool one, I'm a country uh, music fan growing up on a farm in Kansas. And I got asked to go to this uh, talk show it was the Ben and uh, Kelly show, Ben and Kelly. So Kelly Pickler has been a really mm-hmm. famous country artist. So I got to go and be on their show and meet her. And even though it wasn't, you know, necessarily too long, but that was a cool experience. Um, yeah. I mean, I've been all over America doing stuff, New York city, giving talks and it just kind of like amazes me that people are interested in it. Cause it's just like, I just want to work hard. Like I want to be good at what I do. I'm passionate. And it's nice to see the fruit of of what your hard work is put into, and and you be, are able to have that platform. So certainly, many other experiences, whether it be talks. I was just given a sermon uh, last Sunday at a church, and you know, it's kind of cool when people come up to you afterwards like, oh, well, I know you. I heard about you on the news. You're that guy, aren't you? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the backwards guy. So <laughs> well, kind of cool that it's a point of pride for Kansans. You know, being in the Dot Eagle or. Just hearing from the kids that I coach, you know, I sign a kid in the summer and they send me a clip. Oh, front cover, Wichita Eagle, my coach, and they didn't even necessarily know that I do that. But hey, uh, good
1: for recruiting. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, not a bad thing. Yeah. Now that's how I, I came across you because um, obviously this year the Fifth Ave Mile, Fifth Avenue Mile, um, yeah, you know, was canceled and you did something virtual and it was filmed yeah. and it went up uh, right afterwards. Uh, tell us about that.
2: Yeah, that was another, uh, you know, I always like to have, not that I even compete that much, but always good to have kind of some checkpoints along the way. And the Fifth Avenue, or actually the New York Roadrunners Club, had, had several events that they wanted me to be a part of, like the uh, half marathon, the Brooklyn half, which is the biggest half in the world. Right? They wanted me to come do it because they had the 20th anniversary of doing their course backwards. I mean, everyone's still running forward. But it just, it didn't work out because I was given the commencement speech back at my high school and so I had to humbly decline but we've been talking the last couple of years about trying to do an event and this one just came up and it worked out perfect and so I was able to pick kind of a stretch of road uh that I could go and run on for this vir- uh 5th Avenue uh virtual mile and was talking with the you know the New York Road Runners Club kind of set it all up and then got me in contact with like the New York Post and then all the other news circuits kind of hit it but they were like, well, we'll publish the article once you break the record. And even for me, I was kind of like, well, I think I can go definitely under my record. But it was quite a bit faster than what I had even projected, which for me to break my own expectations is kind of a rare thing. Right. But um, I felt really good. I mean, it was just a perfect morning. Um, just everything kind of kind of played out the way the way it should kind of found that flow state and got me a little closer to that five minute mile, which that really built up a lot of confidence knowing that. What what did you hit
1: that day? What what was the record? What's the new record?
2: Uh, Yeah, so it it would be like an unofficial world record because it wasn't through Guinness because they would require it being on the track. But I ran 530, so certainly (laughs) on the roads it's going to be faster, but um, it was a straight shot, no turns. So I felt really good. I mean, I was just like, man, I don't know. I was just like kind of in another dimension that day.
1: We'll put a uh, we'll put a clip of that. We'll put the link to that in the show notes so people can check it yeah. out uh, for sure. Um, have you ever, um, you know, made a bet with anybody or, or challenged them? They go forward, you go backwards. Uh, winner take all. Have you ever like oh. uh, hustled oh, anyone? Oh, like hustle people. Sandbagged, you yeah, know, like somebody. Jeans pack, on and pack your bag, yeah, Aaron. Like, we're going like, to right, Vegas. Like Billy Hoy, <laughs> <laughs> right? Billy Hoy. Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. Actually, there was kind of this funny story that I've talked about a couple times um a couple years ago. Uh really good baseball staff. They had some of these assistant coaches that they'd be working out each day and one of the one of the assistants was he would always be out on the track uh, each morning running and they must have been having some sort of like baseball, you know, staff meeting and one of the, I think the head coach maybe said, "Hey, Tommy, you know, I see you out there running. How fast do you think you can run a mile? It's like, oh, I can definitely go under six. And then apparently I wasn't in the meeting, but apparently another one of the assistants was like, oh, you couldn't run under six. Dude, Yoder could beat you running backwards, man. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, I could beat I could beat Yoder for sure if I'm running forward. I, I can go under six. And so then like this assistant that kind of made the challenge, he went and talked to me and said, hey, This, you know, Tommy thinks he can, he can beat you. Would you want to do like an exhibition before we leave for the the summertime? And I was getting ready for Italy, the world championship. So I was like, I'm in pretty good shape. I'm definitely down for it. I'll, I'll do it. And even if he beats me, I don't really care because that'll help me get into some competition and, and get a good time, build some confidence. And so we had it all set up. And, uh, I just thought it'd be so funny, you know, I'm going around the, the last stretch and I'm just make eye contact with him and just, <laughs> go to the so I'm getting all ready for this getting all juiced up. I'm excited, you know, regardless of what the results, it's a chance to compete. And and then, uh, like a couple days before I was like, Hey, so what time are we going to do this? He's like, Oh, he already left, man. He, he, he ducked out. I was like, Oh man, oh. I wanted to do it. Like, that would have been, that would have been a lot of fun. I I, I thought that. That, that is
1: the good. greatest. Like you looking back at him and pulling away down the home stretch is the greatest <laughs> yeah. visual.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can give him I a, don't wanna... some deuces. <laughs> see you, bro. Don't say anything, just make eye contact, take my glasses off and Yeah, I mean, I don't know how humiliating that'd be, but just got to see what their face looks like when Now I did do um with the basketball team this fall. This was kind of after the record was set. Uh, they got a big basketball team at Bethany, and one of the uh, uh, coaches on the basketball team, his last name's Yoder too. But he's like, "Hey man, we, we're doing kind of a conditioning challenge before the season starts." And I mean, would you want to come out? Like, we'll have you like race these guys, and like if they can't beat you, then they have to do the extra conditioning. And I was like, "Well, okay." I mean, I have a practice or class right before, I won't be able to warm up. If I can get a little bit of a head start, we were just going to do a four hundred. So I was maybe like three seventy five. And so when they started, we all started at the same time. And uh, about half the basketball players beat me, but then the other half I beat. And granted, I did have a head start, but um, that was kind of a fun thing. And, I mean, I was pretty gassed after that, but <laughs> I didn't have my spikes on. If I was really warmed up, I think it would have been a, a fairer challenge. So
0: I, I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah, needless, you know, whatever. The warm-up, not warm-up. Aaron, seriously. Yeah. That's, Thank you. It's pretty awesome. It's just, it's just such a fun it it's just such a fun thing that you're yeah. you know, this is you love it, you love running, and there's so many positives that are coming into yeah. your life because of this just, you know, out of the box idea that you yeah. just are good at and you pursued. Um by the way. You were saying, and I love to throw this out here, that yeah. um, oh, I'm sorry. You just like oh yeah. Well, I was giving a sermon. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was just I was just giving the world some yeah some motivation, some and ethics, some moral- So what do you do? So tell everyone what you do. Sometimes you give sermons. How did this happen?
2: Yeah. So. It's kind of a funny story because, you know, out of my family, my parents, super hard workers, responsible, just great people. My brothers are all like really responsible and very disciplined. And I was probably kind of the wild child, like sowing a lot of wild oats. So I think when our church, our pastor had like passed away and they were trying to find some fill-in people. And I don't know how my name got passed. Maybe it was like a joke or something, but I started giving sermons at St. Paul's Lutheran Church. I mean, this was years ago, maybe. 7 or 8 and I was like so nervous I'm like why am I the person you know giving these messages I'm like the least likely to um be doing this but it started there and then I was giving talks to the FCA uh, groups fellowship of Christian athletes to middle school and high school in Lensborg and then started getting some bigger um events to do whether that's presentations or you know a lot of times other sermons at other churches and I don't know, it just kind of like being in a supply pastor position, it's kind of like you're a fill-in, like a replacement. And I guess through the years, just having more experience and networking, um, other pastors that I've met, you know, they're like, hey, we'd love for you to just come and speak your testimony. And I don't know, I just, I don't know how it happened, really. It was just like, where did that even come from? I'm I'm still working on a lot of things. But I think a lot of the messages are kind of like, you know, life is about like loss and and discouragement because we all experience that. It's not like you can talk to people about being world champion and world records. Most people can't even relate to that. And that's fine. But what I can relate to people with a lot and they can relate to me is like, most of my stories. like I've been injured so many times I've been knocked down so many times I've made so many mistakes, but yet, you know, I still find those things I can do and try to find the positive in every experience. And I think a lot of that just comes out in the sermons. It's like, oh, is he gonna talk about records and I don't even talk about that. I talk about like you wanna hear about the the other side of the story, which is the real story. I you know what? You know
0: Aaron, you know why you're picked. You were picked for a reason because you've yeah. got a great story and, and you're dynamic and everything. Yes else. and Don't even for a second, you know, think, I don't know how. No. Okay. That's, you were giving me the stop sign and the the keep (laughs) going. Um, Because you have this great way to connect with people on so many levels. I mean, I would have, I don't know your family. I'm sure they're wonderful people, but I would have picked you out in a crowd in a second. Wow. Look at, look at this, look at this kid who's got, you know, who's been through this and is so determined and. I mean, half the people would have been like well i can't run forward i 'm done, yep, well, oh well, here we go, you know and you're like
1: whatever all we, right i mean we've we've done you know a few hundred of these podcasts, and uh, I mean a constant theme is adversity being our greatest uh, yeah. you know assistant in propelling us to where we really want to go i mean we had uh, you, you know to uh, udo Erasmus was a guest of ours a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, and he says you want to get well begin with the pain right begin yeah. be, like start there and and that's the truth you know and and uh, you know you said it's about loss it's about all these things and you just rattled them off before I mean you were getting lifed up uh, you know by by a bunch of things and and uh, look where look what it did it, you know you change your direction um, and and uh, you know it just brought on this amazing freaking tour of you know, just you made our running. show, Aaron.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's made
2: crazy. the show. Microphone. You can
1: quit now. I you made go, it. You can go back to running forward.
2: Drop the mic. Mic <laughs> drop. Well, yeah. I mean, I think there's this sense, and I listen to a lot of podcasts, and you two are phenomenal. Just the guests you bring in, and the energy and passion. I, I just so honored and humbled to be here. I think there is this sense of with a lot of maybe people in in a, in a kind of box that i'm in where it's like okay well hey you are you know i be will be told you know you're the michael jordan you're the king you're the champ it's like i think there is this sense of like and even given sermons like this imposter uh syndrome i think is what they call it where when you're maybe at you know this certain level it's like you wonder why like why 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 me or like i don't even know you know sometimes i go in these sermons even though i've given you know countless sometimes i think it's like why am i you have this like kind of in the back of your mind, like, am I a fraud? <laughs> but it's just human nature to kind of question and you just have to roll with it. And I think even through the struggles of like, even this fall is teaching a 300 level class and I'm being told, Hey, we want you to teach more. You're a great teacher. I'm like, I don't even know how I'm getting like teaching awards and promotions. <laughs> I'm like, how do I, yeah, I mean, I was writing this this um, part of this ministry where we write incarcerated um, uh, individuals and, you know, I was kind of writing this letter to this my correspondent and was saying, it's like, you know, I'm expected to have like the backbone and the support for everybody. But the second that like I'm vulnerable or, you know, I kind of break down and I'm exhausted, it seems like there's maybe not that many people, which there are. It's just you want to hold up this kind of facade. But I deal with that like insecurities of, man, why am I giving the sermon? Why am I giving this talk? I'm out in New York City. I'm out in Croatia. And where is everyone else at? Well, they're still with me kind of in spirit, but there's definitely that imposter side syndrome that I deal with. I'm like, but then I start looking backwards and say, well, man, look where I'm at. And look what I've done as a product of the coaches and teachers and parents and siblings in Kansas and two fit crazies in a yeah. microphone. The <laughs> team is huge. They believe and I, Yeah, I believe too, but it's like, help me not to doubt is sometimes what I go through.
1: That, I, that's, I think it's a common thing. I mean, I mean, but you're worthy. You're most most definitely worthy.
0: I said to my husband the other day, um, we were we were doing something, and and I was like, it's crazy sometimes when you think about your life and the choices you've made. And I'm sure he was like, oh my god, where's this going? But um, <laughs> but I'm like, it's interesting because what you you know what you project, you you work hard, you get mm. an idea of what you want, and you're like, this isn't easy. Nothing that you know, mm. nothing you do is easy. And yeah. when you, you know, when you get these great opportunities and, you know, I have, I struggle with the imposter syndrome too, because I, I, like I said to my husband, I'm like, I've got this webinar coming up and this and this and this. And, and I'm like, who am yeah. I? I'm like, I, yeah. I'm nobody. And yet, you know, you, you make these opportunities. Yeah. That's, but, but that's really what it is. Who I, the hell am I?
1: I always laugh when she says that because, you know, she's, she's.
0: I like people. <laughs> no, that's no, no, how no, 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 no. But you started. You've
1: done a great job. Job, you've accomplished a lot in your life, and people respect you and they want your yeah. information, and they and you're an authority on certain things. It's like I that's don't see, you, though. Like, I don't, like, always see, I, it. I don't I mean, see it like that. I'm I, always well, seeing like not. I'm not,
0: I gotta. I, you know, like sometimes the it's imposter,
1: you know, yeah. and, 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 you know, Aaron, you're a tremendously humble person, uh, you know, and, and that's part of it yeah. too. That humility is, is people is something that people admire. Um, you know, you've done so many things and Christine the same, you know, you've done all these things and, and yet, you know, you still kind of don't see yourself in that same mirror, but, yeah. you know, it's, uh, maybe, you know, Maybe it's common. Maybe it's there for a reason. Maybe a bit of it is psychological <laughs> that you needs to be work on yourself and and you know yeah. look in the mirror and say, "God damn it, people love me."
0: Well, no, it's and I always I always say that, Aaron. This is funny. I always say, you know, Carol, my mom, my mom. <laughs> I go back go. to her. Ready? This yeah. is great. She always Christine, said, Christ- Christine. No matter no matter how good you are, there's always someone that's going to be better. I'm like, okay, all <laughs> oh, right. So, and I understood. they going to eat you alive, now, Christine. This is the deal, is that she meant very well. This is what I've learned in the last mm. couple years about my mother, who's been very sick and this and that, and, mm. and everything, she means well, but everything comes across almost as an insult or that Her, you should question the yourself. Delivery. It's the delivery is just absolutely the worst thing human possible (laughs) or and it's not just for me like we see my sisters and whatnot but you know she always said that growing up that you know no matter how good you you think you are there's always someone better and I'm like she the way it came out was like no matter what you do sweetheart like you're you're never going to be the best at anything (laughs) and and that was I didn't understand I didn't understand Mm. that what she meant was keep working sweetheart you're very good at what you do. I mean, this is the dialogue that should have come out. Yeah. <laughs> you really you you're worth it. I'm proud of you. Yeah. You're you're working really hard, but just don't just always remember that, you know, you there's always, you know, other opportunities yeah. or other things that you should look into. I mean, I didn't get that until <laughs> way late. But yeah. but those are some of the things that keep you really humble. And keep you always questioning like, all right, well, I'm up late working hard, but I bet someone else is working even harder. But then, you know, yeah. um, it's tough. It's a, it's yeah. so psychological. You know, you play it's games kinda, with yourself.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Like that's uh, – I think we all have kind of those moments. And I think one thing that kind of keeps me humble and, and hungry for things is like, if you want to be number one, you have to always kind of be number two in your mind because <laughs> – There's always, whether you're a world champion or setting world records, it's like, I'm still training like I'm on my way up because you don't want to lose that hunger and fire that got you there. And by simply just looking at, you know, it's like when I was running forward, I was always trying to chase after somebody else or, you know, there's always someone who's faster. It's like when I was competing against other people compared to when I ran backwards, it was like I was competing for people instead of competing against others. And so when I started kind of just competing against myself, it really didn't matter. I mean, it was nice to have the records and titles, but I would have still done it had there not been anything and no one would have really heard the story. And I'd been just as happy. But right. now I have a, more of a platform. So
1: so, so tell us, what's, uh, what's next? It's a COVID world out there. Uh, anything <laughs> you know that you're able to do competition-wise or anything you're shooting for?
2: Yeah, so there's kind of an event that we're tentatively setting up. I just did a podcast last week with uh, uh, Ben and Ben and Barry, kind of like Ben and Jerry's, but Ben and Barry's, it was a guy that was was my boss when I got out of graduate school, um, was paying off my student loans, I was working at Bethany part-time, and I worked at the uh, Salina Running Company, so he was my boss, and great guy, uh, awesome, phenomenal runner in his own right, Um, So they have a podcast now, still have the running company, Um, but they've done some races. They have kind of a racing uh, timing system as well. And so they have a really fast, I mean, this would be downhill, but a really fast, straight downhill mile where one of my other buddies had ran it just recently broke four minutes and he's like, it's fast. And so tentatively planned for June to have an event because this summer was supposed to be the rescheduled world championships that they were supposed to have last summer, but with COVID they canceled and they were going to do it this summer. But now that's been kind of postponed to probably 2022. So I want to have some sort of race. And I think that can be a good um, opportunity to at least, I mean, in my mind, I think I can get close to five minutes if I can be under 510 in the five zero range. And then they would have two other people running. I would start a minute early, two other people that can break four, on this stretch, one of them who's already done it. And if I'm a minute ahead of them, you know, I'm going for sub four and they're coming. And I know if I can be with them or at least close and I'll have a good chance at breaking five, but simply just another chance to, to run a little bit better. It's not like I'm going to think that it was worthless if I don't break five, but I think that's kind of the next event to get a little bit faster time on the roads. Cause I think the sub five is going to come first on the roads and then try to translate that to the track. But In the meantime, um, now with my nice Zoom victory uh, Nike spikes, they got like an air pocket in the forefoot. I've been doing quite a bit more track work. So um, if I can hit a nice day, maybe even before Christmas, probably try to go and re-break the mile record on the track. But I'm always trying to have these little checkpoints so the story continues to evolve.
1: Do you you have to let Guinness know that this attempt is going down? What What kind of certification do you need? What do you have to film it or...? Uh, yeah. Get a Get a witness there or anything like that.
2: Can I get a witness? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would have a couple of witnesses out there, some timekeepers, uh, and then my kind of standard manager and, and PR specialist, Jim Turner, who's done all the filming. Um, he would just ride a bike behind me, I guess would be in front of me. But since I'm going backwards, <laughs> technically in front of me, behind me. But he would film with the GoPro just like we've done for the other records. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then I'd have to put in an application and that would have to get accepted. And then, you know, usually, and it's going to take a while for the application to get accepted, but you can go ahead and film and do that and then go through the whole paperwork process, which probably takes about five or six months. Right. That's something I'd like to do. Or even in the springtime, getting ready for this this kind of downhill mile attempt.
1: So a local guy here in New Jersey holds the record for half marathon in a tuxedo or in a full, oh full suit. He ran like a one. Is
2: he still around?
1: Uh, yeah, he's still around. He, he ran like a one Oh six half marathon in like, a no. tuxedo. I mean, he wore sneakers. That was it. But it was like, you know, jacket and tie Kyle Price
2: got some chasing and <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it's pretty wild and then the juggler and
1: and then but what happened was they, the first time they didn't ratify the the uh the so we had to do it again like there was something wrong he missed something well, and later. he didn't do it quite so right so they didn't accept it and then he had to go do it again my kids watch a lot of dude perfect so uh we're always watching yeah. those uh well, the guinness records uh going yeah, down they, yeah
2: they they are well, kind. Then, I didn't did you guys see the I think Adidas was making some marketing push with one of their new shoes, like the audios. It's kind of like they're maybe they're equivalent to the Nike alpha flies, but, right. um, a guy went and broke the mile world record while dribbling a basketball. I did and see him like four thirty something crazy. But you, had would mentioned Christine, some juggler. Um, mm-hmm. what's was his always, name?
0: what the heck was his name? He, Oh, he ran all like every, every year he'd run the New Jersey marathon while juggling, but I've seen him in other parts of the country running yeah, and juggling. That's he, his thing. That's his thing. He Was juggles. He I mean, I, I don't think he's super he's probably like a, I, like I a mean, three not, and a half it, to four hour yeah, marathoner, it's not, it's, it's But he like, juggles the whole time. And he doesn't wow. drop him. Wow. And he does wow. Yeah. Whole time. Well What's, what do you do for
1: hydration? What do you what do you, do? What do you stop at the water stop? Well, what, you, what goes on there?
2: I wonder if they give him <laughs>
0: water. I'm thinking that like I I'm thinking that he's got people that like have water for him that maybe squirt in his mouth. Okay.
2: That's mine. My- well, the only reason I asked is because a couple of years or three or four years ago, um, there was a guy that reached out to me. He was in Indonesia. Uh, he's in, he's American. So, him and his wife are international teachers. So, he teaches like PE, and um, his name's Bob Evans. And so, he's got the <laughs> world record. Yeah, I know, like the breakfast. He's got party. great food. Mm. <laughs> he's got great food, by the way. And uh, he reached out to me because he had set, and I don't know if these were Guinness records. I get maybe they were unofficial world records, but. He had set world records in the 5K and 10K while juggling. And he'd also done a triathlon while juggling. So he was what? on a unicycle. He swam on his back. And then he ran the man <laughs> while juggling. Incredible. You know, this. So he ran it's like 16.32 was his 5K. And then like 33 something for the 10K. And then his wife juggles and runs too. And she's got the women's juggling world record for a 5k and she ran like 1930 which those are phenomenal times just unreal just regular and then he reached out to me because he was like i want to break the guinness book of world records backwards mile while juggling (laughs) records so i kind of helped coach him up and did some training and we did a lot of this stuff on the treadmill i would just be doing zoom meeting calls at like early on saturday morning when their time differential was there and um he was going through this training for about six weeks and I told him like, man, you're going to smash that record. You can definitely go under seven minutes. And so he came back to America and did the attempt, got the record. He ran like 647 <laughs> running backwards. And I don't know why it didn't make any more press. It's like, that's way more impressive than anything I've done. And uh, he gave me a shout out. He got his Guinness certificate and said, thanks. And um, it was kind of funny when he reached out to me. This was when um, the Golden State was in the, the NBA finals and, And he was like, "Man, you're like, you're like LeBron, or you're like Michael Jordan of backwards running." I just want to get some insight, see if you'd coach me. And I was like, "Man," he told me all his his juggling stuff. I'm like, "Dang, you're like the LeBron James of like (laughs) juggling." He's like, "Uh, "Could you call me Stephen Curry?" Because I don't really like LeBron James. I'm like, "Okay, you can be the Stephen Curry of of juggling and running." So it was a cool collaboration, and you know, been excited to help people out and their goals and dreams and would have never met him had it, he just said he googled it and my name came up so
1: man you're having fun this it's is great it's just it's fun. like the best time
2: it's the best yeah
1: no really times cool of our
0: lives oh my gosh please tell all of our listeners speaking of how people reach out to you how can someone if they're like what the what is this but um they yeah. want to get in touch with what you're doing and You know, find out more, maybe even reach out to you, you know, for coaching questions or whatnot. Yeah. Um, Do you have a, you know, somewhere that they can find you, whether it's social media tags, anything?
2: Yeah. You know, a lot of people, whether it be, I think even Joel, um, he reached out to me through like Facebook, just Aaron Yoder. And you'll see all the track stuff. And uh, but also my Instagram. I mean, you can just shoot me a line. Uh, It's Shadow War 13. So kind of a lot of the symbolism there, but shadow war 13, uh, that's Instagram. I mean, a lot of people just shoot me messages. I mean, even there was a group out in Russia or I think it was Russia, Europe. It's kind of like the BBC out there. They Mm -hmm. set up a whole, you know, video, uh, filming session where we did kind of this little, uh, kind of video story and they just reached, we did everything solely through Instagram. So it's kind of interesting. Everyone's on it. Um, shadow war 13 for instagram if you have questions or just any advice and then obviously a lot of times they just get their number and we can just talk on the phone or just do a video call so i've even done video calls as far as india india people are just like oh i'm just doing backwards running for rehab can you help me out so yeah that's a that's a good way to reach me and um (laughs) working on a website my cousin's been helping me but with all this press and how the the semester was um we're just about ready to launch so it's just going to be Uh, yoder aaron so get the domain name backwards (laughs) working on that to get that up so there can be question correspondence and um i've actually written a book too that's not out yet uh still has some editing to do but um the book reverse reality um just kind of a memoir of my upbringing and some of the backward story but that'll be up and coming hopefully in the next year or so
0: I don't did he mention that the last time? don't feel like we didn't talk about it. The book the book. No. Well yeah. it's yet to
1: yet to come out. When you were
0: it, dropping these like Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. When
1: uh when it comes out and when you're ready for the you know, for people to you know get their hands on it, come on back. Talk yeah. to us again. We'll, we'll get
0: we'll get a uh, we'll get a little something something going and some excitement for when that yeah. book comes out,
2: Aaron. Yeah, just a little memoir. But yeah, I think the follow up, you know, in terms of like building another book beyond that is like just talking about training modalities, alternative exercise. So my master's was in sport and movement studies and taught everything from dance to shooting and swimming and track and field. So kind of a training manual on just life and how you can make things, uh, sustainable and just finding something. Cause I don't really spend that much time training each day. Cause my priorities stem around serving people and teaching and coaching. So I mean, I probably train about 40 minutes a day. So I think I could give a lot of insight in terms of like finding ways to stay healthy mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, just kind of a little training manual for, for everyday life. And I actually have another book that will come out. It's more like devotionals, but um, I already kind of titled it. I don't know if I should say it or not, but um, anytime inspiration for everyday people and just little stories on like injuries and just things that can kind of motivate kind of a little devotional book, but kind of have some things in the works.
1: You, my friend, have got it going on. Uh, it's Inspired. always good to speak to you. Uh, we love everything that you're doing.
0: We gotta get we gotta get video next time because Aaron's got such a great smile. He's just smiling. He's like this love is
2: it. this is my this is my life. This is my yeah, life. I had braces. I had braces. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I'm just honored, man. It's just great. we could
0: feel it. You could feel the the fact that you love what you do and you're making mm-hmm. a difference. And that's just such a that's such an awesome thing, you know. I love it, love it, love it. Feeling the love. It's a mm-hmm. holiday season. Yeah, <laughs> we are about to be in a blizzard. <laughs> I, I got, I got, I've got
1: miles yet to run today.
0: You didn't run yet today.
1: I did, but I got to. I got to go you do it again. More? So, so I, I'm adding. I started December first with one mile. December second, two miles. As we no, sit here, it's December sixteenth. This uh, show won't come out for a little oh, while. Notice, I, got,
0: I would rather like plummet from the earth than I got an eleven, got, than, than got an 11
1: miler in this morning uh, after my oh, fifteen nice. miler yesterday. So I, I promised myself after fifteen days, I said I can get fifteen done in one shot. So anything sure, after yeah. that, I'm open to doubles or whatnot. And uh, you know, obviously, if I have time, which is the biggest factor with all this stuff. Um, and right now it is about blizzarding. It's about
2: thirty-eight.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, it's about thirty-six degrees in like wet snow. But it feels oh, like man. twenty. But I, uh, you know what? I'm excited to Eat go your out mustache. and run five. Good. That's why you know we got the stash going. We're gonna get some icicles of my... going off yeah. my, you know, like whatever. Or
0: my little muffy thing that I got around my neck.
1: It's gonna be awesome. I, I'm honestly, I, I woke up like really early this morning. Like, I went this morning. I'm in, I'm in like that. You know, when I'm marathon training, where sometimes yeah. it's like I'm hopping out of bed because I get to train that day. Like, yeah, I'm in yeah. it. I'm like in it. That's how I'm feeling right it. now. I mean, I don't know how I'm going to feel later. Uh, like, or, or, I'll
0: scrape you off the side of the road present. Yeah.
1: I, I made two deals with myself. I said I'm going to take it at least up to Christmas Eve because Christmas Day negotiating a 25 mile is going to be tough to do with the family. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, if, if the I, weather's nice, I'm happy to join. If you. I feel good, I'll, I'll continue on the 26th. You know, the 25th is definitely going to be a day off no matter what. Uh, you know <laughs> but, Although
0: last year You ran with me On Christmas We'll, we'll I just do to something put
1: that there. So I've been tacking on A few miles here and there So by the time I get to the 25th I'll have 25 extra banking I'm banking some 25 yeah. 25 miles So that way When oh, yeah. I get to beyond it If I do decide to run Until All the way till New Year's I'll, I'll, I'll have that option But uh, we'll see
2: That's a really unique Kind of Personal challenge That I really respect I mean that's Never really heard of that That's so cool I mean it just gets you up, you know, whenever you ever have, you have those checklists to do, yes, um, it's kind of like, I see my checklists, got them right to the right of me, yeah. still things left to do today, but I was kind of talking about this, kind of reminds me of, you know, in this time, and maybe for all the listeners, can we all relate to things just kind of piling on top of us, I know this semester with teaching, and keeping spreadsheets, and oh my, it just seemed like I would stay ahead of things, and then just more piles of dirt, and but if we can see things more as like lateral, like uh, my checklist is kind of a lateral thing to do. I know running and exercise helps me see things more laterally instead of just being like, you know, absolutely all these things piled on top of me vertically. But having that excitement each day of like, I know what to do. My lists are already made the day before. I know what I need to do from a lateral checkpoint. And even if you can just put on simple things like, oh, on my checklist is just getting up. Oh, I got that done. You can see <laughs> what you've done. Those days that are the most frustrating is like, When you feel like you've been working all day, but you got nothing done on your checklist just because of all the other things. But, you know, getting those things done early on, seeing it as a lateral perspective, whether it's forward or backwards, you know, getting things done and being excited. I still am excited to get up in the morning and go get my backwards runs in and I'm just (laughs) just pumped up about it. So
0: It's awesome, man. Oh my gosh. Aaron, it has been an absolute awesome time with you once again. And uh, I'm excited for all of our listeners to hear some of your crazy stories and your forwards and backwards and all over the place that we're talking today. And um, we're just excited for you. You've got That's such – I mean you're like – this is still the beginning of a major you know, sure. you know, know, breakthrough of, of just so many positive things happening. So we're going to be watching you very carefully. Our listeners Thank I'm you. sure are going to have you on your radar now. And um, we hope that you have the best – holiday
2: ever as well Uh, it's gonna be great and i I wish you the same and uh, brian and christine awesome time talking with you great questions and i don't know the time just flew by um (laughs) but always excited and humbled to be a part of some podcasts and two fit crazies in a microphone i really appreciate everything everything you're doing you know you're making a huge impact you are both worthy you know, <laughs> no imposter syndrome. Likewise, you got, and you got the handlebar mustache. So oh, it's you know, That's a real mustache. It? it's the man's mustache. So <laughs> your, your your mustache is worthy. And you know, thank you so so much. I really really appreciate. it uh,
1: <laughs> You know, you gotta have mustache humility. I, I accept your praise. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's, it's, I yeah. appreciate you. Oh. Appreciate you. I'm not getting much at home, so uh, praise that is. Um, so that love. anyway,
0: Aaron, thank you so much. All right, Aaron. So, with that said, it's Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.